let's play a game. Do you like movie podcasts? Because we're talking movies, we're talking Scream 6, starring Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, and Courtney Cox. Written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Music. Directed by Matt Bernaletti Oplin and Tyler Gillette. Chris, I'm sorry about your boyfriend. All those muscles didn't help. I always wanted to stick something in you, Tara. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Uh, We're going to be talking about the recent release, uh, number six in the Scream franchise. And uh, we also have a fantastic guest on, uh, Crystal Locklear, otherwise known as Little Miss Loomis. Surprise, surprise, she's going to be talking about Scream. Uh, She's a published horror and cosplay model from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, she refers to her, her concept as a mix of spooky and sexy. Uh, she's absolutely obsessed with this film. As I said, she goes by the scream name, Little Miss Loomis. Hey, Crystal, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. So, uh, before we get into Scream 6, uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, uh, your modeling stuff, as well as, like, wh- like, what is it about this fucking franchise that uh, you love so much? Oh, God. I don't even have any idea. Um, I saw it when I was, like, 10 years old. My mom put it on, and we all watched it as a family type thing. Uh, I don't know. I've been obsessed with it ever since. Um it kind of started a love of horror for me. I started watching the movies that were mentioned in the movie and then kind of just went from there and started watching like B movies and anything I could get my hands on. I just became obsessed with horror because of Scream. So. And so what, uh, what about on the modeling side? Like you, you're, you're a cosplay model as well as a horror model. So like, why don't you give our audience like kind of some background on that or what's that all about? Uh, Yeah, I just, I would watch movies and stuff and I'd be like, man, I wish I could be this character sometimes, which is really weird. But um, so then I found uh, a friend that was doing it in Hamilton and I started doing little shoots through there and doing concepts and stuff like that. And uh, it's kind of just blossomed from there. So is that uh, Andrea Hunter? Uh, no, I actually started with someone else, and then I met Andrea because um, they kind of took over the photography, uh, like the horror photography scene in uh, Hamilton. Nice. Yeah, we had Andrea on our show over the October, yeah, for our Hot Ghouls of Halloween or whatever, which we were going to get you on our show, but unfortunately we had a bit of a scheduling conflict. So we're glad that you could come out now. Uh, are you guys ready to talk about mm-hmm. this fucking movie? And and we, I, I think, Scott, you're cool with, like, we can kind of talk about Scream as a franchise as well, or what? Yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I would think you'd probably have to do spoilers on this one, too, right? Uh, if yeah. you're talking whole franchise, right? Sure, sure. Let's try and make sure we give our spoiler alerts on this. Uh, yeah, okay, Scott, so why don't you guys take it away? All right, first, I just want to say it's great to be back. Uh, I just want to thank everybody who reached out for condolences while I was gone. Meant a lot. But also us here at the How'd You Like That Movie podcast, we would also like to extend our condolences to the friend of the show, Mary Galloway, who 
also just had a recently passing in her family. So our condolences, Mary. Now to start, I watched this movie with two preteen girls, my daughter and my niece. Watched it in D-Box, but we'll get to that later. I need you guys to help me settle a debate that we had in the car ride home that technically will be spoilers. So Chris and Crystal, can you answer this question? Who's hotter, Chad or Ethan? Because that was my car ride home (laughs) for 35 straight fucking minutes. Go ahead, Crystal. Yeah. I, uh, I I I have no input on this fucking subject. So. <laughs> uh, definitely Chad. I think his character's changed since five. Um, he's definitely less of a douche flute now, in my eyes. Yeah, so definitely Chad. All right, she's going with the niece. My daughter liked Ethan. Which one's Ethan? <laughs> he's uh Jack Champion, like the spider guy from Avatar. The, he was the virgin he's the oh virgin. like the he's nerd like, oh, I'm the gonna... nerd guy or whatever right yeah he's like i'm gonna die a virgin oh yeah yeah <laughs> i got no input on that um <laughs> yeah anyway let's uh, let's let's talk about this film uh so what are you guys' top line takeaway of the because when i get into this f- film this is going to be the most hacking and slashing that you've seen in this entire franchise because uh, uh, anyway, before we get into my fucking absolute criticism of this entire franchise, uh, why don't you guys tell us uh, what you thought of the film, whether you liked it or didn't? Or... Actually, Crystal, let's start with you since uh, you're kind of the fanatic on this stuff. Um, I actually really like this one. Um, I went into it thinking the killer was going to be a particular person, and I was extremely disappointed when it wasn't, I guess. According to my boyfriend, he looked at my face when the killers were revealed and I didn't look too impressed. So um, I was disappointed with the last two killer reveals, actually, for the past two movies. Um, I did miss Sydney a lot. I know she wasn't there, but the action of it kind of takes away from that. So I'm not going to say you realize she's not like you don't realize she's not there because I definitely did. But it still worked without her. That's blasphemy to say, but no, I liked it. I thought it was really action packed and really gory. I feel like the kills were a lot more hardcore than they were from five or any of the other ones. Uh, and you've seen I'm it twice, definitely right? seeing a pattern. Yeah. I watched it last night to prepare for this. Cause I had actually seen it the day before it came out. Uh, I want to refresh. So I I don't know. I'm definitely seeing a pattern with Scream 5 and Scream 6, and I kind of think maybe I might know what direction they're going to go with 7, but... Yo, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. Like, this is this is the good stuff. This is the hot take kind of action. Okay, well, it's kind of... Wouldn't it be kind of spoilery? Because I kind of... It kind of has to do with the killers, kind of. Is that okay to talk yeah, about? Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Scott? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to... Because uh, I have my opinions. Okay, you go first, go and then to. we'll come yeah. back. And, and listen, if you're listening, there's going to be some spoilers coming up. You can't talk about such a fresh movie and not really get into it without getting into the meat of it uh, without having mm-hmm. some spoilers. So just be aware, if you're listening to this show, maybe watch the film first or just listen to our show because our show is probably better. So go ahead, Scott. Oh, okay. Well, going into this one, um, I had pretty low expectations going in. Uh, Even though the trailers look great and everything, I was super hesitant because I've been tricked with, you know, 
the whole movie franchise going to New York before because I'm assuming we've all seen Jason goes to Manhattan. <laughs> so I was worried that, you know, New York was just going to be like the last 15 minutes of this fucking movie. But in my opinion, what the directors did very well uh, was like they made like New York like fucking scary because not, not it, bad it wasn't... for Montreal, eh? <laughs> I know, but that, <laughs> that's, that's the most what I'm French saying. Canadian like, uh, New York ever. But it, it, in terms of that, like it, you know, Woodbury, where the rest of the movies were, um, or Woodsboro, sorry, where the rest of the movies were before, it's like small town USA, right? Like. It, but you now you take where you have like five million fucking residents in there, like a subway. Uh, it was super fucking scary. Like that scene is my favorite scene in the movie is that subway, uh, the two subway kind of sequences where they had the past, like the homage to the horror icons past and present. As well as like fucking just making alleys terrifying again. Were alleys ever not terrifying? Like, did you suddenly, was there some point in your life where you're like, you know what? I really like fucking alleys. I'm going to like barbecue yeah, in the man. alley. And I, 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 and do, like, I do When he the make time. them terrifying again, they're always there. They're terrifying in the daytime, man. That's where like gang members hang out. That's And that's where drugs are sold. <laughs> if you've ever watched a PSA from the fucking 80s, that's where all the bad shit in society goes down. And as an adult, it's also where all the good stuff in society goes down. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, in terms of like, you know, Scream's known for its cold opens, I would say this one is probably the second best cold opening in the franchise. Like, Sorry, what's the, the Drew best? Bar- Drew Barrymore. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? But I would say this one because it really, like, they, they fucked with what you thought was going to happen, right? Like showing, well, spoilers, showing the killer reveal right then and there. And then now you're following technically the killer around while he's bumping into these characters that you're like fuck he's okay now you see their relationship now right i thought that was going to be the twist until you get to the actual fucking end of the cold open and you can't tell me you didn't like that fucking chris that was a good cold open so i'm going to talk about that cold open because i i did like it and i'm going to talk about that cold open when i get into my criticism of the film but to just on this point yes that is an amazing cold open when I saw that cold open, I was like, fuck yeah, here we are. We're going to be going toe to toe with the original Scream, which I love. I think it's a, a like it, it changed the genre. It, it's the original Scream film is a classic film. I would put it up there with like Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the originals. It's a solid, solid film, um, which really, you know, can handle a whole lot of, you know, criticism and stand up to it. Uh, but I'm going to come back to that cold open. Uh, Crystal, so you were saying you feel like you know there's a feel like you've you've unlocked the pattern or you think you know which direction they're gonna go. So why don't you lay that out for us? Yeah. Um well I I said it exactly when I walked out of the movie theater after seeing the sixth one. Um where Scream One, the killers were uh the main character's boyfriend and the goofy friend. I noticed that in Scream Five, it's Sam's main killer, like the main character's boyfriend, and his goofy little friend, or girlfriend, I guess, in this one. Um, whereas Scream 2 was Mrs. Loomis and Mickey. So Mrs. Loomis was taking revenge, as we all know, for what Sydney did to Billy. I noticed at the end of this one, it was Richie's 
family taking revenge for what Sam did to Richie. Mm. So I'm assuming with three, it's, or not, well, whereas three, Roman was the mastermind behind all of it. I'm going to assume that they're going to have somebody in seven that's going to be saying, oh, well, I set the, the whole motion for the last two movies in play. So oh, yeah. Like, like what, what do they say? Like three, eight, you have to go back to the original and then stuff mm-hmm. you thought was true is not true kind of thing. Right. Like, so there's yeah. going to be some reveal that was always there, but we just didn't know about or whatever. Yeah, I think they might try to play Stu into it, too. There's a lot of, I don't know if you've heard it, but there's a lot of stuff going around how they think he's not dead. And they even said some things about him in Scream 6, about him maybe not being dead and stuff like that. Which one's Stu um, again? Sorry, everybody has generic Matthew fucking Litter. names. Matthew Littered. Oh, really? That's Ooh. kind of cool. How can he not be fucking dead? <laughs> well, they, they do well, have that little comment in this movie between Kirby yeah. and another person. They're like, oh, Stu. And they're like, well, if you believe he's dead, right? Because it's all the, the internet, right? Sure, but how hey, could he... A TV no, fell on his head, man. It, it didn't, like, fucking... It yeah, wasn't okay, fair enough. But, I mean, then there was a police investigation. <laughs> and there's been a gazillion movies since then. Like, what, what did he fucking well, crawl away and put a body there? Like, how, how would that even work? Maybe he's like Hannibal Lecter. There, yeah, there's actually... Um, he was supposed to be the killer in Scream 3, and they changed it. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, Matthew Lillard, if you look it up, he's actually said, I was paid for the movie, but they ended up changing it at the end. There was a lot of stuff behind Scream 3. I'm pretty sure that Kevin Williamson didn't even write the original one, that, like the one that's out. It was somebody else. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of problems with it. I think they changed it because there was a school shooting or something. From what I hear, Matthew Lillard was supposed to be in jail and it was kind of supposed to be like copycat where he's making people like disciples do his work for him while he's in jail mm. kind of thing. That'd be cool. So, That'd be cool. Yeah. So if they were thinking about doing it back when Scream 3 came out, I don't see why it couldn't still be alive now. Sure. Like you said, like whatever, whatever plot point they're gonna hinge on they're like oh and surprise he actually was in a mental institution and they just covered it up because yada 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 government aliens whatever yeah (laughs) so listen first off uh as i said i sat down i i also had the d box 3d seats which i don't know why the fuck i spent 30 dollars for that for this like i guess avatar 2 i was like d box all the way and then i was like there is no point to have fucking d box seats for this uh but oh, come on said, the shotgun cock <laughs> not for the extra ten dollars no um i'm a filmmaker i don't have money anymore <laughs> um so i watched that cold open and like i said i was like oh shit Cause I had read that like they go to New York and they kind of flip everything on its head. And it's, it's a way to like really revitalize the franchise. And up until like the end of that cold open, I was like, I was in, I was so bought in. Like the kill was brutal. Chick was being stupid. You see the face. You're like, Holy shit. And then like, and I'm not going to spoil what happens, but then as you guys both know, the thing happens. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like all the rules are out the fucking window. And it was a steady fucking decline from then. Awful acting, awful script writing, fucking... The idea that... Okay, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. 
the fucking bringing back of not one character, not two characters, but like four or five fucking characters. The fact that four of them went to the same university in New York, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Fine. But you that is explained, though. No, just because you write a line doesn't make it like fucking accurate. It's fucking stupid is what it is. Like the reality of that happening. See, wait, wait, wait. Just just before you continue. So you had no problem with them all going to the same university in Scream 2. No, that was fucking stupid too. But we're talking about Scream 6 specifically right now, okay? So um, I, I totally get why you would bring like, you know, uh, Ortega's character, do, 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 which, hey, are they, do you think they're named after like the Carpenter as in like John Carpenter? John Carpenter and Sam Loomis for, nice. you know, yeah. Yeah, each character's name is a nod to fucking a horror. And I do like what you said, like, throughout this film, you see, like, Michael Myers and uh, Jason, and you see all these other, like, horror characters in the background. I thought that was kind of cool. But, like, you could totally, I can totally see how, like, Tara goes off to university, Jenna Ortega's character, and Sam follows the protector. Fine. I, I can buy into that. I can even still buy into Gail Weathers chasing this shit around. But adding the two, first off, the two other people just being in college... And hottie patati fucking FBI agent. Like, when she showed up, I felt like I was watching, like, an early 90s version of, like, CSI. Like, I'm surprised she wasn't in, like, fucking Louis Vuitton fucking high heels running around. Everybody is also way too fucking attractive in these fucking franchises. I want to see some fucking regular people get fucking butchered. Not just pretty people. Well, wasn't that the people in the convenience store? Yeah, they definitely got all fucking butchered. That's the other thing. Why does nobody just call the fucking police? Just call the fucking police. Call the police right away. Everybody's doing stupid ass shit in this movie. And it's like after six fucking franchises, the whole point of the original was like, hey, in scary movies, don't do these stupid things. I'll be back. Ah." And then they get killed. Like, that's what made it so great. But they're not even following like that shit. Anyway, I don't know. Fucking you guys go. I, 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 if I didn't have to do it for this fucking show, I would have walked out three times and I spent $30. All right. Since we... Like in terms of like spoilers, okay. Uh, here, here is my issue in terms of the writing that you're saying. So this is going to be spoilers. So if you guys want to fast forward like a couple minutes, that's fine. Which you can't okay. do if you watch in the movie theater. So wait till it comes out on screaming, oh, screaming, streaming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here. Okay, so Scream Five. Richie's established in Montecito, California. That's where the guy lives. That's where he hooks up with uh, Sam Carpenter, right? Gotcha. Quinn states they moved to New York after their brother's death. Correct? Okay, sure. So from my understanding of New York real estate, it's fucking exorbitant. So how does somebody afford an old theater that's now their scream lair plus an apartment for the dad Plus an apartment for the for the um, the sister and tuition for the son. Like spoilers, this fucking cop was on the take with the mob. Oh, like, that's 100% the only explanation this guy can afford all this fucking shit. And I'm like, this seems pretty like uh, what I what I thought originally was in terms of it was going to be a throwback to Scream Five in which this lair because they were talking about how like. You know, there's extreme fans that love the Stab franchise and want to bring it together. And this was their, like, pooling of money kind of thing that they bought it. But to find out it's just fucking Richie and his family, you're like, 
that was my biggest letdown in terms of like the reveal. See, and on that topic, and then we're going to bring Crystal back in here, is that so when they originally lay that out, they're like, oh, these two Atlanta rich kids. That to me was actually the best way to solve that problem. Rich kids from somewhere else, their parents give them oodles of money. They buy stuff. But yeah, as soon as you're like NYPD cop, he's not even FBI. He's just like local fucking beat cop making 30 grand a year. And it's like, he has all this shit. (laughs) And it's like, uh, so yeah, maybe he's corrupt. I mean, the LAP or the uh, NYPD is known for its corruption scandals. So maybe that, I don't know. Crystal, what did you think? Hold on. Okay, go ahead, Scott. I was going to say, it makes me think that maybe Dewey was on the take too. Because I don't see Dewey giving up all these fucking sheets of evidence from all these previous movies. And if he's the lead cop on every single fucking <laughs> one, right? So he actually figured sold he'd be it like, all? hey, where's the knife from Billy Loomis's? We're going to need that for trial. You don't need a right? trial if so, everybody's dead. Well, if if the other guy, if Stewie's alive, you're going to need it. So will you right? get it after trial? I- I'm just saying. I don't know, Crystal. So you, did you have any issue with this film? Uh, like I said, I didn't like the killer reveal at all. Um, who did you think it was going to be? Or how? who did you want it to be? I was hoping one of them was Stu, to tell you the truth. Um, just the way they, like, with all the masks and how they were all decrepit and they were throwing it back so much to, like, the original movie. I was, I don't know. I don't know why I was hoping it would be him. But in my little brain, I was like, oh, it could be him. So, yeah. Was uh, it the... The dialogue when they're like, you've never had a killer like me before. Yeah. And the thing he was doing where he cleaned off the blood on the knife. Mm-hmm. They hadn't done that for a while. And that was Stu that was always doing that. So it was like, oh, maybe it is him. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they would know that Stu particularly did that unless Gail wrote it in her book. And I don't know if Gail ever saw him do that, though. That's the thing. There's little details that if you really get into it, you're like, how did they know this? Like, I remember I heard someone say, how did they know the new killers know that Gail had never talked to Ghostface on the phone? Like, how would they know that? But didn't she in Scream 2? Wasn't she the one on the phone chasing all the... All the... in the, When uh, Randy died. When it's she her was and one... Randy and Dewey? Is that what in Scream 2, when or? Randy gets killed in the van by Mrs. Yeah. Loomis, it's Gail on the phone with Dewey chasing down the other people on the phone. Oh, no, they called, they called Gail's phone, but she wouldn't pick it up. I think Randy picked it up. And then they were running around trying to find who was calling them. Got it. So other than... Yeah, the... I don't know. I really liked the shrine. I loved it, actually. Yeah, but um, you probably like it because you're like, oh, I want that shrine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, seeing everybody's costumes and I don't know, it just made me so like nostalgically happy. Um it's definitely got it definitely raises questions like how the heck did he get all that stuff out of there without anyone noticing that it was gone? That's a lot of stuff to have. Like and some of them aren't like small items that he could just put in his pocket and walk out with. Like, how'd you get a friggin' whole ass TV out of there? I saw the the cardboard cutout that uh, Jerry O'Connell's character was on in Scream 2. How the hell did you get that out of there? Like, I don't know. It raises more questions, but if you're, like, just a fan and you see it and it makes you happy, then you probably don't think about those things, but... Well, the fan... Yeah, I liked... I don't know. I felt like this one was a hell... 
people in the as far as like killings, how many times people were getting stabbed and everything. So, yeah. yeah. So here's like in terms of mind where I think they're gonna go. I think this this film, if if it is what I think, and you you put this into a radio silence trilogy. Um, so this the middle one, I think the third one mm -hmm. is actually gonna be Jenna Ortega's character as the killer. In which there are now going after. Like I think these sisters are gonna embrace the fucking Loomis even though she's not a Loomis, but, and then they're going after Sydney and her family. So we get to see somebody like stab Patrick Dempsey. But I think that's where they're going is because this one was really um, foreshadowing one of the survivors cracking and becoming the killer. So even that, so at the, <clears throat> at the end, when Jenna Ortega's character is standing there with, uh, well, so it's like Sam and Tara are standing there. And Sam is about to kill dude. And she's like, uh, you know, Bob, my father was a killer, but I'm not. The best thing that should have happened is if Jenna Ortega was like, but I can be. And then she fucking finishes him off. That's what I was expecting. And then she still fucked that up. Like, oh, but you went after my family. Like, fuck that, man. Like, it would have been so cool to watch those two sisters just stab that motherfucker up. True. But I think... Like, if what I think is going to go, and I hope it does, because then it, technically, if it is the Radio Silence trilogy, you know, Richie's, you know, Richie's movie is then fulfilled where you have one killer going through each movie now, right? Like, Sam is the Ghostface killer. No, the and next that's one, what they're... Scott, the next one's going to be Ghostface killer goes back to... Uh, colonial times and fights an indigenous young woman who manages to rise above her station and take on Ghostface Killer and the Predator. Boom! Fuck I would a billion pay dollar franchise that. right there. I would I would pay money for that. <laughs> I would one hundred percent pay money for that. Ghostface against Predator. Come on. <laughs> What's but... your favorite alien movie? <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite face hugger? <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, that's where I think it's going to go. It's going to be one of these characters finally cracking. And, you know, and I think with the reveal they had in this one, you'll know from the beginning, they're the killers kind of thing and just follow them all the way through and see where that ends. Because I can see them going after, especially, you know, even though Nev Campbell wasn't in this movie, her characters referenced a, a shit ton. Right. Like they made sure to make sure that, you know, Sydney's constantly mentioned. I think Sydney's name is mentioned more than fucking Sam's name. Like, well, and, and the writers have talked about uh, how they'd love to, like, bring her back. So if they can hmm. figure out the financials in like the next film or whatever, they would love to bring her back. And because they didn't kill her off like, oh, and she died of a heart attack because they make reference to her just like having her peace, but she's not dead. They have left that door open, which I think just from a, an IP uh, perspective was smart right because if they can come back with the right dollars to bring nev campbell back they can still make it happen as opposed to having to like raise her from the dead as a character right so mm -hmm. which yeah like it's just reference like hey sydney's not coming she's making sure her sons and husband are okay which i think is super hilarious because the husband's supposed to be the cop from scream three yeah but sydney needs to make sure he's okay i uh, love it crystal which, love it. which is your fate like what where does this rank in your list of like favorite scream movies 
Um, probably fourth, I think. Uh, the first is my favorite. Uh, my second favorite's five. Um, uh, third favorite's two, then this one, and then three, and then four. So four is your least favorite scary movie in this, yeah, in this trilogy. Yeah, that one really made me mad. <laughs> Which one's four? Four is three is Hollywood. Four is uh, Emma oh. Roberts. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Four is also my my least favorite, and I think it's only because they boggled that ending because it should have been her getting away with it. And I think that would have changed it too. Because technically that's what they kind of did with this one, right? Where, you know, the survivor, now you have conspiracy theories on the internet where, you know, the survivor is the killer, right? They're like, no, she actually did it. Richie was thing. And just imagine if that was fucking Emma Roberts character going through. Yeah, I so I hadn't actually, I had not watched anyone other than Scream until we were getting ready for the show. So I had to go watch all of these films. So I think Scream obviously is the best one. I do agree that five is the best like film in general outside of the original. And then they all kind of just fall apart for me <laughs> after mm -hmm. that. Because um, they get, sometimes they get a bit silly. Although I love how Scream 2 reminds us how Jada Pinkett Smith has never been a good actor. Ever, ever in her entire life. <laughs> the the greatest oh trick God. the devil ever pulled was convincing Will Smith to like throw his entire career away over a joke. <laughs> um, so I was wait, 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 wait. Go, go. I gotta put the disclaimer. The comments just made are Chris, <laughs> and Chris is alone. So if Will Smith wants to come and slap Chris to get his wife's name out of his mouth, that is greatly. Is right. it like Candyman if I face. go like Jada Pickett not Smith, David, Jada Pickett Smith, David Pickett Smith, does she appear? And Will Smith is like, bam, bam, <laughs> and fucking slap. Quite possibly, man. Quite possibly. <laughs> um, so what I was hoping was going to happen is we go to New York and I actually thought, and this is actually, I don't know if Scott and I talked about this or I talked about it with somebody else who's a better friend of mine. Um that the same way I would have like actually rebooted the Halloween franchise is I would have gotten rid of like all the Laurie Strode, all that. I would have just had someone kind of show up like in the original Halloween on Halloween dressed as Michael Myers. Cause and, and have it where Michael Myers is like, we're in the real world. So we know about the Halloween films. So same with scream. We know about Sla um, stab and it's just a random person just shows up and starts fucking serial killing people like go super dark like go Fincher, Finchner esque. And I mean, considering that James Vanderbilt, which he's like a Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, like the rich family, Titanic, Lusitania kind of thing. Uh, he uh, was the writer on Zodiac. So imagine going like that super dark series, like the way Scream was, it's a kind of a serious movie. Like they're, they're, they're talking about horror films, but they're not joking, throwing it away. Like all the other films in this franchise tend to treat Scream almost as like a joke where Scream treated itself like a very serious horror movie, which I think is funny because I think it's in five or in four where they talk about elevated horror. I think it's in five. Scream, five, the original Scream is Bobby actually did, yeah. like truly an elevated horror film and a slasher film at the same time. Thoughts? Do you want me to just, do you just want me to agree with you? Because fuck. <laughs> like, you sure. Can, you can You're so smart, Chris. <laughs> oh my God. Like, but wouldn't it be cool if someone just showed up in New York and started fucking murdering people. Or you killed like Jenna Ortega's character, sort of like the original Scream first. 
goes to a college, fucking just decapitates her. Yeah, and then but it's that just was the Finn yeah. off the last one, right? Because that she was the cold open, but she was the cold open that survived yeah. off the last one. So like, I don't think you can really do it again because then it's just yeah. But don't have her survive. Shit. Just like fucking chop her fucking head right off, and then just have the serial killer just kill a bunch of random fucking people. Maybe because but then it that's opens the it up. In reality, then you can have Ghostface in Paris. That's romantic stabbing. Ching, ching. Hey, which? Yeah, hey, but... Chris, go ahead. I was going to say in this one, technically, that's what you had. Like, uh, again, spoilers, all the kills, majority of them were characters. You had no idea who the fuck they were. Yeah. And then you have four fucking characters that fucking survive from fucking the second movie, the, the, the film before. So, right. Cause the boyfriend that got killed, like with the scene that's behind me, like you see him dead in the fucking bathtub. You've he never, wasn't a boyfriend, actually... he was just a fuck buddy, okay? Let's not give that guy, okay. like, status that he didn't have. They weren't having those types of conversations. Well, well, well maybe, you know, he, he sent some texts. They went on a couple dates, you know? Maybe Didn't maybe he say something he like, thought... who the fuck is Lance, or something like that? So clearly yeah, there was but... other dudes. Yeah, but he thought he was in a committed relationship. It doesn't matter what she thought. He thought. He thought okay, she okay. was Okay, okay, maybe, maybe he thought that she was monogamous. She was not. She was sex right. positive though, and and since she was like murder positive too, but, but yeah, like you you don't even meet him. You just he's a distilled voice, and yeah. then you see him dead in the bathtub, right? And then who else was it? The, the therapist that yeah. he only had one scene with. Which I actually at one... first when I saw the therapist, I'm like, is that John Carpenter? Like I actually <laughs> thought that would have been super cool, like to take like an old horror director and then cast him as like a minor character and then butcher him. Or, like, kill off, like, Robert England or something like that. Like, have him as, like, a janitor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have him as, like, a janitor or something like that. And then just cut Robert England's, like, fucking guts out or something like that. So you're literally taking the scene from Scream 1 when she runs into the janitor who's dressed like fucking yes. Freddy Krueger. Yes. If yes, I'm yes. not mistaken, was Wes Craven. Oh, mm-hmm. I think you're right. It was Wes Craven. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck you, Chris. Like, get an original idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... This film made me feel very much like the scary movie franchise. Like it got silly to the point that I felt like I was watching scary movie, but with less boobs. Yeah, maybe, but I, I still think this is. How can you say like, maybe that they're they're my personal no, no, feelings like, on the film? Think, it's not maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm I'm saying like maybe, like I might agree with you, but I still think this one's gonna be like this one's the setup, right? This one's the setup movie for hopefully like the big finale. That's Scream Seven. Uh, they talked about one, how they want, they want this the franchise to go for like 20 fucking years. Like they want to milk this IP until there's no blood left inside of it. Um, it's got a 77% from the critics. It's got a 92% from the audience. Uh, it's got uh, $89 million so far against a $35 million budget. So it's definitely crossed its marketing threshold. Uh, do you think Do you think it's going to keep – like it was number one at the box office when it came out. Do you, Crystal, do you think it's going to – like keep bringing in fans i mean people like you have seen it twice already right so are you gonna go back for a third or yeah i definitely think they're gonna make another one um i did hear what you just said where the director said they'd like to keep it going for as long as possible uh hopefully they don't do that for too long and make it stale and unoriginal like the other ones we're getting um yeah so I'd, i'd love to see another one Give give us your it. give us your okay you're you're they bring you in they're like I heard you're a fucking big deal 
You, your, your name's Little Miss Loomis. What does Scream 7 look like? Give us, I'm sure you've got this fucking mapped out in your head. I don't or have, you... a, I, like, I don't have an area or anything mapped out yet. Um, I would love to see, like I said, them bring back, like, Stu or somebody you thought. Well, I don't think they can really bring back any of the other killers because they were all pretty much shot in the head, but <laughs> they managed to bring Billy back in a way. So I don't know. I would love to see Stu come back because it's been a big like rumor between like the Scream community. And right now the sixth movie caught like a big fight with people in the Scream community. Like, stop saying he's alive. He's dead. He had a TV thrown on his head. Blah, blah, blah. And it's, I don't know. I would love to see him come back for sure and be one of the killers or at least be the one orchestrating it or something like that. That would be amazing in in my opinion like but, a hannibal um, lecter character in jail fucking basically puppet mastering the whole thing yeah even if they didn't even go the jail route and it was something completely different that even like bringing him in in any way and saying he was masterminding the whole thing i don't know i think it would be amazing but so as a fan of uh loomis's character so how do you feel about the fact that they still are using visual imagery, but it's like the current actor? Like he just keeps, cause he keeps getting older. Like he's a real person. Like yeah. in six, I was like, you should have just gone to like voiceover because he mm-hmm. keeps looking and no, no amount of makeup is going to make him look like 23 or whatever he was in scream. Right. But you really like him. You really like the actor as well. Do you like yeah. the use of his like current image? Like ghosts aren't yeah, supposed to fucking was, age. I, uh... I rewatched five last night too. Cause I hadn't seen it in a while. I noticed he looked younger in five than he did in six, which is, would be obvious because he does keep getting older, but um, I thought they did a pretty good job making him look halfway decent. Like they didn't use like, I, I think I read they didn't use prosthetics or anything like that. They just put makeup on him. I think they could have covered up his five o'clock shadow better. <laughs> um, but I think he still looks pretty young. Like I know he's like older now, but I think, I think it worked like in five. I think it worked. I remember when I saw him for the first time in five, I like actually literally screamed out loud. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe they managed to bring him back. Like I was so freaking happy. So I'm assuming do they, he must have like a rabid fan base, like people like you, like, are you part of like a community of people that are just like upset? I'm going to use the word obsessed because, like I said, it's literally your fucking Instagram handle. So, yeah, um, there's definitely groups towards him. I've actually met him before, too. Uh, and it was like, I thought I was going to die when I met him. I was like, oh, my God. And I was acting like a total like. I don't know what's a good word. Like, chud. I was like, so like whatever. Just... Hmm? Did you totally like fan? You've totally fangirled out. Oh, yeah. I remember I met, I went all three days to meet him and I went in a different costume each time. I think. Wait, so you met him three times? Yeah, I went and saw him three days in a row. And um, the second day I was Sydney and the third day I was uh, Billy Loomis. And every single picture I took with him, he did a different pose with me and he was so nice about it. He was complimenting my tattoos. He showed his daughter my tattoo, actually. I, I, he's, and he, I don't know. He's super nice. I love him as a character. I don't know. I fell in love with him when I was 10, which is retarded, but, and it's kind of just stuck. 
So Scott, you were uh, about to like yell at me when I was like, "Hey, guest, why don't you actually talk on our show?" So what what were you gonna yell at me about? I was gonna say uh, one. It's good to see that Chris actually listens to our guests because if you rewind to the beginning of the fucking episode, she said, "This is what I would love. This is where I thought it was gonna go, and this is where I would want it to go." Where she said, "Stu." Yeah, but I was just trying to like more. get a whole. I thought maybe she would have a whole story narrative. You know what I mean? So. Heaven forbid. No, no I, plot line yet. No plot line yet. I'm surprised. No. I She's figured like, you would have like some fan in. fiction written Phone up. Phone rings. <laughs> in, but. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about about uh, about Scream Six, specifically you, Crystal? Hmm. Okay. I'm not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well because we're this is a this is a this is a like a radio kind of medium right so we can't have yeah. long pauses <laughs> i figured scott might jump in there so i had to say something well uh all i gotta say is i did enjoy it i do think people should watch it now i do agree like i have no idea why they did this in 3d because that was the only tickets i could find too like in terms of showing was 3d um i don't think it needed it but yeah, I do recommend watching it uh, or you can wait your obligatory 45 days and I'm sure it'll be on Paramount Plus then mm-hmm. and then uh, you can watch it from home. Uh, but yeah, it was I enjoyed it. I think you should watch it. And um, that's about it because Chris's opinion doesn't really matter. <laughs> hey, Crystal, do you know if you can get stab merch? Oh, like... Uh like the stab movie yeah i know there are people who make stuff like that um i've seen like posters for it online um usually if you go on instagram or etsy or stuff like that you can usually find stab merch people make that stuff because that'd be kind of cool to have like a stab t-shirt you know what i mean oh yeah you could probably find that on etsy no problem well, thank you so much for coming out to our show, Crystal. Uh, I know we were supposed to have you on in October, so it's great to be able to get you back in kind of like the dead of winter uh, here in Ontario. Uh, and you, other than your Instagram, is there any, and we'll put that in our show notes, is there anywhere else you want people to follow you? Do you have Twitter or anything like that? I have a Twitter, but I like never use it. So, <laughs> so just stick with the Instagram? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, you'll probably go watch fucking Scream 6 again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Thank you. All right. Ciao. Bye. So, Scott, before we uh, get into our after show, what I want to say is uh, James Brunelli, or sorry, not James Brunelli. <laughs> I got my quote in the wrong <laughs> I spot. Thought we could, I, I thought we could literally go an episode without you, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so James Brunelli from Real Views. As has been the problem with recent screams, the movie is undone by lazy writing, bad acting, and too much reliance on meta references. Sure. But I will say this. Why didn't you let me fucking finish on that? You motherfucker. No, no, because this guy doesn't fucking matter. Like to me, (laughs) he he doesn't fight. I've never heard of Real Views. I, I've told you this before. Unless it's like LA Times, like ask me respectable fucking thing, right? I don't need Joe Blow website because literally you have Joe Blow podcast here <laughs> to, to spew shit that doesn't really matter. But 
um i'll say this in terms of your comment about like the directors and stuff wanting to milk this fucking franchise i just think it's funny because that was the whole fucking plot point of the last one where they're like we need to make a movie because they fucking have milked this fucking franchise where the stab whatever eight or 12 uh, it was a gold ghost face with muscles and a chainsaw <laughs> chasing people right <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I would say just wait till it comes out on Netflix or Paramount Plus, because uh, then you can go on your phone when you're bored and you don't have to spend thirty dollars on seats that move for a shotgun blast. So, oh, but that, that is a funny Fuck, story, man. man like, you won't let me have the last word on this show. No, never, never, I, buddy. I've been gone for two weeks. Like, I need the last word. Scott is behind that... you. There's Ghostface. <laughs> But uh, when that thing happened, my my niece wasn't fucking expecting it. So when the seat fucking vibrated, she actually screamed out in the theater and jumped from the D box. And we that was the highlight of that fucking movie for me. I mean, for Scott's wife, will only go to films that are D box because, well, you know, yeah, it reminds her of home because she likes the D box. <laughs> And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. Well, well, we're, it's it's good to have you back on the show, Scott. Uh, do you have anything else before we get out of here? No, no, it's just good to be back. I, I was hoping to extend this to two hours to be like, fuck you, Chris. Like, you don't have long episodes without me, but I can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to stop recording now. Yeah, bye. Recording stopped. Hey, so do you want to do the next John Wick when it comes out? Oh, fuck. Did he disappear? Scott! Scott! Oh, I guess, I guess we're done the show. <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.